0: I'm going to do what I've uh, been doing in the, for the past, uh, for a few times I've done it before, and that we're going to study together and see where it takes us. Because uh, I have some things to share with you, and there's certainly too much to learn, but uh, the, the real question is wh- what lesson we want to learn from it. I'll start by saying this uh, I, I wrote a blog post about gambling and about poker in general. And about the issues of parenting, and kids wanting to play poker, and uh, I was against it. And I was trying to encourage my son to decide not to play poker, which he did. Because I just think it's not a good thing to get into the habit of playing poker. For mm-hmm. potato it's chips. Not, what? For potato chips. For potato
1: chips.
0: <laughs> 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 kids do that, okay. though, don't they? They're, they're not girls. Girls don't do that. No. Okay, that, that, whatever. So uh, a a former <laughs> congregant. <laughs> what is poker?
1: It's a card game.
0: We won't tell you at home, right? <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> for
0: A former <laughs> congregant of mine emailed me, and he was he actually was the president of the shul, and he he emailed me the file and he said, if you feel this way, why didn't you back me up? During the the whole casino night brouhaha, just to give an explanation, uh, a b- bunch of members of our show decided they were going to make a casino night. You know, one of these like for really was for play, and it was you know, it was et it was it was very it was very popular for a time. I don't know is it still popular? Nowadays we're sort of moving away from it, right? I play, so I uh, okay, <laughs> we're, we're moving away from these kinds of poker nights. But he was really against. He thought it was inappropriate. It was not right. And I didn't back him up. I said, it's not us there, it's not gambling. I said, you know, the one who raised money for the show. and I did not go to bat for him and they had the poker night against his better wishes. So he emailed me and he said, if you're so against poker, why don't you back me up? And I emailed him back and I said, I changed my mind. You know, I I have every right to say. I, th- I thought about it and now in retrospect. I could also have said it's for a shoal, those are adults, these are children. But I changed my mind, you know, like, you know, as as time goes along, you would change your attitude and you decide. That which I said before and you know, I have the right to say I've decided now. I've, I've reconsidered. I think that it's different, and and I think that all of us look back in hindsight sometimes and say, you know, change my mind. You know, if I would do it again, I would do it differently. It's not to say that I made a mistake then, but it's to say that my my thought process has changed, has matured, I would say, or, or developed in some way. And we have the luxury of saying that which I did before, I would do differently now. In the when we look at Devarim, though we don't really have that luxury because Moshe Rabbeinu is the book of Devarim is essentially one long speech right? it, from the beginning of Devarim to basically almost the end of it it's Moshe Rabbeinu speaking and giving one, um, one big musr shmuz right, to the Jewish people and if, if I had to boil down Moshe's musr shmuz into three words I would say that Moshe's basic message is don't be afraid he, he is, you can see that he has this tremendous, tremendous fear that the sin of the Meraglim will repeat itself. And he says it over and over again. Go, inherit the land, don't be afraid. There's a lot more to it. A lot more mitzvot, he has a lot of mitzvot, he tells a lot of the Torah, but he keeps saying it over and over again. Don't be afraid. Hashem is with you. Don't be afraid. Don't repeat the same mistake you made before with the sin of the Meraglim. And uh, the problem though is we encounter and we will counter today, is he seems to change a lot of the details.
3: Right?
0: If you review, if you go over facts, if I say to my, my former congregant, former residents, I changed my mind, I've every had to say that. What if I would say, I wasn't against, uh, I, w- I wasn't in favor of, of, uh, of uh, the casino night. I fought at Tooth and nail. Oh, he would flip. What? <laughs> he would be a politician. What?
2: Be a politician. I, uh, right,
0: so, and, and what do we think of politicians? They're dishonest. They don't tell the truth. You can't trust them. Unfortunately, though, when we look at the way Moshe Rabbeinu seems to describe a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, details of the stories that happen, right, all of a sudden things seem really different than we had thought they were before. And this is something that 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 causes a lot of theological issues Jewish theological issues al problems and also textual problems how are we supposed to learn Chumash when it seems to say one thing in one place and another thing in another place so I don't know I don't know how many of you have, have experience in this uh, particular subject especially the beginning of Devarim so we'll go through some of them and the real question we have to ask ourselves is what do we do with it? Mm-hmm. What do we do with this kind of struggle? Mm-hmm. How do we look at what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to do and relate it to, to ourselves? Okay, so let's yes. start...
2: I brought the wrong question.
0: Okay, take, yeah, that, take that, it's fine. Start. Let's start in uh, Perik Aleph, Pasuk. Pasuk Yud. We'll start with Pasuk Yud. Okay. This week you all know is also Shabbat Chazon, which is Shabbat before Tisha Okay, can I... Yeah, is... yeah rip
1: right
0: okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. D- yes. It doesn't mean we didn't have a Len just not that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't um, actually think of that. Yeah. So, much as in the middle of his speech, he says, that, uh, let's say, you're Aleph. Hashem elokechem, you want to follow me? Hashem elokechem, you're God should multiply you, you guys are so great. a thousand times, and he should bless you as he has said. Uh, he's giving a nice bracha. You know, it's like every good speech, you know, I'm so happy to be in front of you today, you're such a wonderful crowd, it's so good to see you today. But everything doesn't seems to take a turn for the worse. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, you're bet. Echa esalavadi tarchachem asachem v'rivchem. Right? How am I supposed to handle on my own your tarchachem, what is tircha? Burden. Your burdens, masachem. Your loads, loads v'rivchem
1: your argument um,
0: and you're fighting hey that's nice sounds really good right <laughs> <laughs> and by the way if you're in shul okay. how do they how do they read this this pasuk <laughs> right <laughs> can you imagine it's like anachronistic. is it it's entirely anachronistic
1: it's
0: so uh, well, what's the tone of like all of a sudden you guys are great bless you wham you know oh my god like, <laughs> how, how am I supposed to handle you people?
3: <laughs>
0: what's, what's, and by the way, and, the, and the, these the Mepharshim go on about what is Tarkhahem What is he referring to? Tarkhahem your burdens umasachem and your your weights Okay, so let's look at Rashi just to see what the classical interpretations are. Okay, tar-chachem, says Rashi. it teaches us tarchanim. Okay, tarchanim, they were kvetchers. Hmm. If he saw, if one guy saw his friend winning, beating him in judgment, he would say, mm-hmm. "He would just like he would try to, to, to sneak his way into into winning the the court case." Okay, mm-hmm. your burdens. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were apikursi. But it gets worse. This is based on a Midrash. Mm-hmm. He can Moshe let's say, Can you imagine, by the way, if you're like, this is a very uh, a rabbinic Rashi. If Moshe got up early to go to work, and he left early, Amru, Mahayabed Amram Latzai, Shama enashafui betoch Beito. This, this is what Rashi says. They said about Moshe Rabbeinu. How come he's leaving his house so early? Did he get into his ha- a fight with his wife?
1: Mm-hmm. What? Why it say that Hashem loved
0: Moshe's generation better than all the others? Hold years? on. Good. Okay. Eicher let's say If he left late Amru Ma ben Barba Ben Amram No let's By the way Ben Amram You know it's like Negative. Yeah
1: Negative
0: Why is he so late? Maatem atem sverim Yoshev yoreit alichem Eitzot raot Lechoshay Valeihem machshavot <laughs> Well he must have been plotting against you Like this is Like you know just to Sorry. tell an aside, I once, uh, I was at a Shabbaton, what?
1: Keep it on. Keep eye oh, yeah, way.
0: I can take it on. I was, it is not personal, thank God. <laughs> I was once uh, at a Shabbaton with Dr. David Lukens, and this is before I entered the rabbinate. And he said, he said, I mean, you're going to be a rabbi? He said, let me tell you a story. <laughs> so there was once a rabbi in New England who was, uh, who was up for re-election, you know, to the, that he, they were going to renew his contract. So, of course, before you renew the rabbi's contract, you have to have a vote. And he was a rabbi, he was a popular the rabbi, well-liked rabbi. And the vote was like 80 to 20. 80 to 20 percent, 20 percent. Rabbis sailed through. This rabbi is like really upset, you know. Let's say there's 200 members of the shul, and that means 40 people wanted to fire him. He's really, it really got to him. Like, like, who are these 40 people that want to fire me? And so he was so bothered by it, he went to Rav Soloveitchik. He went to the Rav. So the Rav heard him, you know, like he understood, he said, he said... He listened to his complaint. He understood. He said, "He said, but if Moshe Rabbeinu would have loved to have those odds, you know, like you know, like, <laughs> everything's
1: relative.
0: Everything's relative. You know, it was really, uh, really uh, hard. Anyway, okay. So Moshe Rabbeinu changes the whole. He changes the whole tone, and he says it was too much for myself. anashim <laughs> Let's find well knowledgeable people. I'm in pasuk Yod-Gimel and I'll place them at the head of you. And you answered me and you said, It's a good idea. What's the problem with with, with this with these What's the problem with this recollection of events? It
1: didn't really happen that way.
0: Well, in the way it was recorded, let's put it this way. The way it was recorded previously, how seems do we, seems
1: it seems contradict to, to what, contradict seems
0: different than what we're what Moshe is remembering here, which is what what happened? Well, ha- what happened before? Is
1: this Korach?
0: No, no, no. Before. Well, well before. We,
1: this is
0: when comes. When right. Yitro comes and he sees mother, the Torah explains in Shemot. The Torah, is, Yitro comes and he's Moshe standing from morning till night. The people are waiting on to talk to him. And he says, this is crazy. You can't do this. You have to appoint leadership. And Moshe thinks about it. See, it's a good idea. Appoints new leaders. Blah, blah, blah. Very good. But here Moshe Rabbeinu looks at it the other way and says... Oh, I, I couldn't handle it.
1: Two thoughts come to mind. Yeah. One, all of our um, Averot are because we um, are afraid. Okay. And that's one thing. Correct. And the other thing is, maybe there are different ways of viewing some of these things, and that's why he...
0: Oh, we're going to come to that. Very okay. good. Obviously, memory is very much, very much influenced by perspective.
1: Right. Right.
0: There was a, I listened to 60 Minutes sometimes there was a 60 Minutes about this recently how memory is, a, is, is, not, is not something that's, that's static it's very easy to influence memory and that if a, a person is and I'm not saying Moshe Rabbeinu is remembering things wrong, but he's remembering certain aspects of things but even like it's possible for a person to come to remember something and believe 100% that it was true, even though it was 100% not true
1: Oh, it's just a different perspective. Right,
0: this is a different perspective. But the question is why is Musha Bane remembering it in this way?
1: Well, maybe
2: he was doing it and then Yitro came along and said, oh, This is mad. And he thought, Hey, oh, yeah, actually, maybe I'm not managing. Mm-hmm. And his mind evolved
0: into he... Okay, very good. I, I would agree with that. Yes?
2: I'm sorry, I was but I think maybe we started like two psukim so too late.
0: Because
2: when, when we look, when we just started reading now,
0: <laughs> 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 You're too much. Okay.
2: He's telling the whole story. It, it's not just from nowhere that this comes out. <laughs> okay. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> and then. <laughs> good. All right.
0: Good. Wait, well, by the way, just point out. Oh shoot! I, I, I just want to read everything. I can't read everything, but that's right. true. But Omar, uh, what's uh, that? that, should, that he said but Omar, limor, lo'chal vadi se'etadchem. That Did he say him. that? It could be that he said Let's, it. let's point at this point. Did Moshe
1: Benny
0: say that? Yitro said it. said it. Alright, I can't handle this. It's, it's very interesting. is doing, by the way, and what is the relevance of the story of Yitro to this story? This is a real, the real question I want to ask.
1: Do you understand?
0: Meaning, let, 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 let me show you in a second. So he says, very good, let's, let's read on. I understand your point. I, I do take your point. Everything is great, it's not so great. Very good But then he says So what did I do? Let's go, go to your Dalit You said it's a good idea And I took you and I divided you up And then Ted I'm just going to translate I told your Shoftim, your judges Don't be, don't miscarry justice You should be very just You should look at things in the right way Etc, etc Okay And then I told you all the mitzvot Etc, etc What is the relevance of this to this discussion? What I really want to understand is like, the whole thing with Yitro at the time seems very much about jurisprudence. What's Moshe's speech here about? What the, the real speech is about uh, over and over again?
1: People's
0: relationship. No, 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 no. So you
4: said yeah? Don't be afraid.
0: Don't be afraid. And we're going to get to that. And Moshe's going to start giving a whole history of the Jewish people. But
4: if, I think it's written because he's now
2: at the stage where he's going to say he to hand over the leadership. And I think it's very pertinent that he creates the infrastructure first.
0: But the infrastructure is unrelated to the story. Seemingly. Seemingly. One yes, minute. go ahead. But How does he say it there? One minute.
2: But here, I, I, I'm i going to disagree with the points of history that you're saying it refers to. Ooh. Um, because in uh, Parshat Baha'alotcha, when Bnei so wants the meat, and Moshe says, I can't give them meat. What did I do to them that they're all, you know, that they're all demanding this from me? Right. And he says in the pasuk, uchal anochi kol ha'am Right. So because of this similarity of language, I'm going to say he's talking about then, which is when Hashem says, Get the shivim zakenim.
0: Ooh. Perhaps. Ooh, but we don't find. The, right, you don't have the opportunity to Right, we don't find that the appointment so it, it, of, it could of be judges. How he's combining stories. How are the judges, by the way, described. Are they described as, What I found interesting is, what is a shofit? What, what were the shoftim in the times of the shoftim? They were
2: the leaders,
1: actually. Right. Oh. Or like a magistrate.
0: Correct. Right. Don't think of what we have... We have divided this notion of the executive branch and the judicial branch. And never the twain shall meet. But let's let's go back a couple thousand years and think about how did they view leadership? Who did you turn to when you wanted someone to judge? The king. The king or his representative. So the person... So not only did Moshe... Decide to, how does he describe whatever they were described as Sarim? The
2: angel calls them Anshei Chayo Yirey Lukim Anshei Soni Bata.
0: The Samta alehem the Samta alehem
1: Once Wait, no, how
0: does he describe them? The Samta alehem. Saray Alafim. Good. What are these role what are these Sarim supposed to do?
2: Keep the order. How? It's like appeals
0: court. No. I think that's a mistake.
2: I think it's like local government.
0: Right. Council. Right. No, not council. Government. They're they're not just people who decide, they're people who have standing, who are in charge. Right that I, I can't make all the little decisions about, you know, should the first grade teacher move to the second grade, or should the second you know, should the first grade teacher not move to the second grade? That was what they would do. They would say, Moshe, we have a problem. What's the problem? Well, our first grade teacher was supposed to go to second grade, but they took our teachers, so we want they would go to Moshe about these things. What? Right? No, yeah, I agree. just i uh, kind of making up an example, yeah. right, right, right. Theoretical. theoretical example. So, but they would go to Moshe Rabbeinu. Can you imagine if you had to go to Elias Gazito about that?
2: Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. L'havio. Maybe she will have. To. Maybe she I will have. To.
0: To. <laughs> you wouldn't. Why? You wouldn't. Why? Let's say the principal. Let's the principal says, "I understand your problem. I, I have other issues, and I just I, I can't give you what you want. Would you like bump it up? Would you go to Elias Gazito for that?" Oh, maybe you would I don't know what? and what if Ellie says <laughs> and if Ellie says I can't help office. you it's out of my jurisdiction would you call the Prime Minister's office of the of the State of, <laughs> <laughs> of Israel because the somebody in Israel <laughs> would I know <laughs> the Prime
4: Minister's not on Facebook
0: uh-huh. he is
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's my friend
0: <laughs> all I can say is
3: <laughs> you, you asked, the
2: asked the wrong
0: person, person. No. That, that pretty much <laughs> tells <laughs> That, okay. I, I have to make my important social comment. That pretty much tells you how valuable friends on Facebook are. <laughs> Somebody actually said yesterday, it's so interesting that we were talking this in a conference and they said about people, why do people join shuls in America to large we were talking about in America. They said because people have a thousand friends on Facebook, but they're so alone. and they, have, they, they need to connect to real communities, to real community. You know, and that the social networking, science you know, you know it's nice and all, and it's good. To, it's really good to connect to people you know, to stay connected. But to think that it really makes real relationships with people is 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 you and Bibi. I you know you're tight. I'm sorry. I don't mean to imply that he's not your friend. Okay. So these sare. I think why the reason Moshe brings in these things is because he, it wasn't just establishment of judges in the, in Yitro. They call them sare. What's a sar? a minister a prince Masari is in a chauffeur he says there this show dream the chief plus they are uh, you know what I'm saying their job is to establish a sense of order, a sense of priorities. So we established a little a local government and they were supposed to deal with all these little issues that you had I mean I, I, like it's so interesting you, know, you think to yourself like what were the people fighting about all the time? You know that they had to stand for, with Moshe from morning to night but it wasn't just that think about logistical issues a first grade teacher and who's going to teach and how much money should we allocate for this and you know what I'm saying all the issues that come up somebody has to decide these things Yitro looked at Moshe and said this is crazy you can't, you can't handle this you have to establish a hierarchy Moshe says I establish a hierarchy and look what happens okay, again the judges now let's skip a little bit Pasuk Yud Tet bani Sami Chorev we were all set
1: Everything
0: was great. You need it open. No, I don't need it open to that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. you. we traveled the whole desert. I you, I came to the Har This is where it starts. He says, it's very, very straightforward. Hashem gave you the land. Alei Rish. What does Rish mean? Inherit. Marasha like Inherit. What do you have to do to inherit something?
2: You have to conquer it. No,
0: no, 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 no. No. Think of the, ling- think of the language Moshe used. didn't say Alei Kavosh. Go conquer it. He did not say that. He didn't say alay lechem. Alei resh You don't say God forbid You know your grandmother dies And and she leaves you her Heirloom necklace What do you have to do to inherit it Right Claim it Take it That's all he's saying Alei Resh The language is very powerful Just go take it di Hashem avotech That promise you Al tira Veal techat Right? Those three words that come back... If we follow the barim they come back over and over and over again. Don't... Don't be afraid. Ask the linguist. What's, what's al no, same. 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 Okay. Right, if you look she at them...
1: Number, thank
0: you, right? It's like a repetition. Okay. But I, some would say it's like sure, a it's different so. kind of being afraid, trembling, mm-hmm. I don't know. al and al Don't be afraid. But that word, the most powerful word to me is Resh. It's like a very... Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like Moshe, isn't Like it's not so simple, is it? Like what, what what's involved in reish?
1: they inheriting it from the average.
0: Let's ask ourselves what's involved though, technically involved in reish. Right, go take it. Seven years war. Right. <laughs> Battle plans and military fights and dividing up the country. And what does Moshe say?
1: it's
0: fine. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You know, So some of Arshim actually say that if the Meraglim, the miraglim had not happened, they would not have had to fight. Mm-hmm. That, that military confrontation is the result of Chet.
2: Because he's still saying this before the happened. It's,
0: it's an an unclear. History of history. Yeah, it's a little unclear. Okay. Uh, let's go on. Now we come to the, the part which I wanted to discuss and now you need uh, Shlach for us. Okay? Y'all came to be. Okay? It's interesting. The, it's also interesting what word do I find interesting out of, of those three words? Kulchem. Kulchem all of you came to me it was universal Batomru when you said Nishvichah anashim lefanenu let's send people ahead of us V'yachperulanum et ta'aretz Lachpor you'll dig into the land V'yashivu otanu dabar et aderach asher na'aleva V'yacharim asher na'boa And we'll you know, they'll tell us what's the best way for us to enter into the country. It was a good idea, it seemed like a good idea to me. It was good in my eyes. And we took one man per shevet and as we all know, and we sent them on their way. Okay? What's a huge, 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 huge unsurmountable, almost intractable problem? Anyone? Okay, maybe. Does it
2: sound like uh, that it was Moshe's idea?
0: No. No. Not Moshe's idea. No, uh, but
1: the main Charles idea. But you have been
0: at Well, he said it makes, it makes it sound like it was a good idea in his, to him, which doesn't bother me. But the big problem, the huge problem, I mean, tremendous problem, books, libraries have been written about this problem.
2: Because that whole part, that's not what they said. Right! <laughs> God
0: came to Moshe and said send, send people no, but we understand that to mean that it was asked
2: first in
0: why do you understand that to mean that because <laughs> she can no no right why does Rashi say that
2: in order to deal with this gospel. correct
0: that's what you have to understand first and foremost Rashi says shlach <laughs> if you want you can But I don't think it's a good idea. But you know what I'm saying? It's your decision. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think you should do it. Why does Rashi say that? Because of this. Meaning you have this tremendous, tremendous problem. You should just know that this is one of those big, big, I think I've mentioned this before, biblical criticism uh, jumps. How can a person logically believe that the Torah was written by one unifying, all-knowing God when he says different things? When he says contradictory ideas? When facts don't match up? So they say. What's the simple explanation? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, one—it wasn't written by one author. It was one. One author wrote this one. Another author wrote that one, and somebody was wrong. Right. Which is all fine and good if you don't believe in the immutable divino, divinity of the Torah, but we do. So we're, we have to we have to struggle with this problem. What do I do when one part of the Torah says one thing and that part of the Torah says another thing? So what does Rashi say? Well, what, what if
1: um, Hashem? said to send the um, the uh, Naragun, uh, because of the way the people were acting mm. he said, okay if this is what you want so then this is how we'll solve this problem
0: very good I need let me get a uh, that's exactly what Rashi says on, on Rashi uh, just a Bamidbar yeah let me get Bamidbar <laughs> yeah
1: forgot didn't we're on Javari excellent bring her on on terrific it.
0: see <laughs> I actually told you to bring a Bamidbar that's right. That's right. See? Now we can look back. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay. Rashi says, Shlach lecha, L'dadcha. What is this L'cha? Right? L'dadcha means, According to your own idea. Ani, ani I'm not commanding you. Im tir shlach. If you want to, you can do it. What's the problem with the Rashi. What? it's not what it says it's not what it sounds like so we're stuck we're really really stuck what is the, what really happened now there's also like there's two ways to try to understand it do we really care what really happened or, or we, we, do we care more what's, what are we trying to learn from it meaning when Moshe Rabbeinu what I'm asking you to say is Moshe Rabbeinu is looking back who is he really blaming the people
2: instead of God. Yeah,
0: right. oh, he's not blaming so, God, for sure.
2: No, because the people who come and say, well, um, you, you know, God said that we should send them right away, and so it's not our fault what came out of it.
0: Right. He, Whereas yeah.
2: in this, in divine It seems like
0: very much like a child, well, you told me yeah, to do it. It's right, right, not right. my fault, right? Right. No, anybody experienced that other than uh, us, you no, no, know, with our children? I was going
4: to no. say, it's, <laughs> that, it's like when you don't want your child to do something and you say, you know, and they're... You
0: know, whining and fetching. Like, okay, do it, do it, go ahead, and then they'll see the result of it. Maybe it's the same
4: thing. No, of then they, then they get you punished for doing oh. it, and they say, "But well, you yeah. told me to do it." Yeah. <laughs> right. then you they knew, in reality, they knew you didn't want them to do it. Uh huh. And it was bad for them. Right.
0: The only then, if you really want to say that, it's not a problem. But there's no record of the Jewish Why is there no record in Bamidbar of the Jews coming and saying, "We'd like to send Miravim"? And Hashem saying, "I think so. Not a good idea." <laughs> You know, I, I get a sense in back in varim that Moshe is blaming himself. Tired, I, that I thought it was a good idea. Right? I thought it was a good idea, and I'm participating, so, which is very interesting. I think that Moshe Rabbeinu, to a large degree, and when I read this again, like I think he's falling on the sword for them. Like if you want to say, "Don't be afraid," right? so then you have to ask yourself, "Well, don't be afraid. What happened the last time? Why were they afraid the last time? And what does Moshe say?" It was my fault. It was a failure in leadership. I don't see it that way. That's what he's saying. Fayita be'inai hadavar. I mean, Hashem came to them and Moshe's looking back and saying, and I think that all of us do this to some degree, we always look back and when things really go wrong, we look back and say, well, what could I have done differently?
1: Well, it seems like he's saying more of um, I could see your point of view, so why not try it? Okay. Oops. As opposed to... Well, well, he we made, but the
0: first couldn't he have stopped it? Could he have said no? He could have, but... Well, why didn't he? Why didn't they he? They needed something,
1: some kind of autonomy for themselves. They
0: needed autonomy. Well, obviously, this wasn't the autonomy to give them because it, it ended in utter, tragic, total failure. Right. Right? So now, if you were a leader, wouldn't it be make sense to look back and say, and say, well, how could I have done this differently?
1: Well, you're giving people freedom of choice, which is um, which is uh, basic to the whole concept. You have to choose the right things. Like People they give you the state, choose the right thing as opposed to the wrong thing. Right. But obviously there was an error in uh, the choices, but maybe they wouldn't have understood anything else at that time because they needed to have some kind of an outlet. They needed to feel they were doing something. And so from a psychology point of view, Okay. <laughs> okay. From a psychology point of view, um, he didn't do the wrong thing because they were going to do something. They were very a very strong people. Okay. As we still are. <laughs> but, uh, so that's what I think.
0: Uh, so the why? Why is he then? So why is he be then? Saying, why well, is he saying no?
1: It was a mistake to do it, but maybe he's linking himself. With him to a certain extent we all erred on that line we made
0: a wrong choice mm, okay is that a people, yeah hoping
4: you know, the result would be positive that
1: we right come back to
0: so, you know yeah there are but I no, I was hoping I'm sure he thought it was a, no, but, but let's, let's look at the mission itself is it a
1: person can't think of everything and even he even though he may have been no, on the 50th uh, 49th level he right. wasn't he wasn't on the 50th
0: It's interesting though and what he he pointed we pointed out how it was even if he thought it was a bad idea who came to him and thought it was a good idea.
2: The people who he appointed to
0: come and which ones of them, who came to him?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All of them came. I mean even if you think it's a bad idea, if your entire population comes and says, "We've been you know and this is probably what happened, they suggested it, they discussed it, they came. They all came together and they said, "We really think that we need to do this." Right. You know, I thought practically, it's a, it's a good idea. Now, let, let's. I want to talk about like, a, a, just a different, interesting theme that's going along with with uh, the notion of of um, of uh, w- what's really happening, uh, uh, an underlying theme that's really happening in the midbar, and I think has a lot of relevance to us. One of the big struggles, and I think this goes to what what you were saying, Marlene. One of the big struggles that the Bnei Israel are are challenged with is there's a huge paradigm shift going on from the midbar into Eretz Israel. What I mean by that is. Life in the desert is of a completely supernatural nature. All right, what are they eating? It's
4: like living in a bubble. Yeah. What are they
0: eating? Mun. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody grows mun. What are they drinking? From an, a, a miraculously from a rock. From a rock. Okay. Right. You know. Uh, how are they surviving? How are they surviving attack? Who's? Yeah. You've got these clouds, miraculously protecting you. Iron Dome, right? You know, and, and now all of a sudden, what is that? What is Moshe telling them? What's Moshe telling them? What's going to happen when you go into Eretz Yisrael?
2: You're not going to have any of this, but still, don't be scared.
0: Right. Wait, wait, wait a second. On the one hand, you're telling me I'm not going to have any of this, but on the other hand, you're telling me don't be scared. It seems to be contradictory. That I'm supposed to, on the one hand, it the do it all for myself, but on the other hand, I'm supposed to. Have faith that Hashem is going to protect me. And that's a very, very hard place to come to. Al tirah, al teichat. But on the other hand, we need we need zarei alafim, zarei miot. You understand know that's part of the part of the shift. We need a government. We need we need to structure. We need to move into a structure. So, and this was obviously one of the one of the real underlying challenges that the Jewish people faced. Of on the one hand having faith, but on the other hand doing it on their own. So here, on the one hand, is it a bad thing when they come and say, you know, if we're going to have to fight, we have to know how to fight. We have to know what's the... Is that a good idea? It was a it's, a bad idea. idea. it's a really good idea. But if you're telling us that we're going to have to do this, well, then we should do this. But on the other hand, is it a good idea? We well, don't know.
4: We discussed when we did the New
2: and yeah. I just wanted to go and get a <coughs> scaled out that would have been fine that would then they report. Report and their intention, not necessarily the fact that they're really. Heard heard. So they just came back and said, Oh then, these rivers and these mountains and these surgeons right. would have been fine. They wouldn't have been an issue
0: Right. So there's a long, long 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 article okay. by Raviol bin Nun about this, who's who it's very, There are many different theories about what to do with biblical criticism. So Rabbi Yol nun is of the theory that you take the, the details that they point out, all the contradictions, and you try to use them to try to show how the different books have different agendas. And so what he shows is along those lines that I think we discussed. He said that Moshe did make a mistake. Moshe's mistake was combining two different missions. That if you want to send Viraglim to go find out a military, uh, like, you know, which way to go, you send, you send, you send spies. You send, you know, People who are capable, not old men who are important, who are going to be afraid. See, see he has a very different way of, of, of looking at, at those things. But I'm, I'm much more interested in the larger issue of the question of is it right if you're told, on the one hand, and, and they're like right in the middle. On the one hand, Hashem says, have faith. On the other hand, Hashem says, but you're going to have to do it. On the one hand, Moshe says, Alei Reish, Alei Reish. It's going to be like, Al Tehra ve Al Don't be afraid. On well, the other hand, he says, "Oh, you see that guy Og Melech HaBasham? Sure. Well, You're going to have to fight him, but don't worry, it'll be fine." You know, if we have time, I'll show you some of the crazy midrashim about Og Melech sure. So, is it a good idea to, to send meraglim, or is it a bad idea to send meraglim? It's really kind of in the middle, you know. And I think that I'll just say, just sort of to draw it to our lives, we are supposed to have lives like that. On the one hand, that we we go through life, and we're supposed to you know, make the effort and do the things that we need to do in order to uh, support our families. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's really, a partnership. What? It's
1: a partnership.
0: It's, yeah. But on the other hand, Hashem says, you do your part and you have to have emunah that, that I'll do my part as well. Yeah.
4: I think they had a hard time finding a balance. They were coming from mm-hmm. the midbar where everything was taken care of them and here they're going to like reality where they're going to have to actually do things. They have to conquer they're going to not, not going to live in that bubble anymore. And so maybe it was okay for them to send the spies and scatter out the land. But right. it wasn't okay for them to go all the way and be negative and be too realistic. They had to have some faith. So they had right. a hard time finding a balance.
0: Was there? Was it realistic for them to ever have that balance?
4: No, not think
0: so. Right. Right. That it was why. Why? That why? That why? The question yeah, is why. The
4: random says you don't scream.
2: Slave generation. were right. Always being told what to do. do. That's always yeah, that looked yes.
4: not yeah. the people going. Yes. No. Anywhere. Not the people going
2: there. Not now. Go right at the miraglie.
0: Right.
4: They never had experience of it. It's an unrealistic expectation.
0: Right. Correct. Well.
4: Just from one extreme side, right? Yeah, you have to. The has the only
0: problem to, with this use is use like I, I agree with everything you're saying. I just struggle with this because then what was Hashem thinking? Like, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, that God, God is divine and He knows. So if that was a part of the plan, like, what did it all go wrong? You know what I'm saying? Was it too optimistic about human beings' ability to have faith in Hashem? Meaning, it's God's unrealistic expectations because, because He's God. God has unrealistic expectations. Since he's, since He's divine, He was like, "Yeah, what's the problem believing in me?" You know, I know it's telling you the truth, <laughs> right? And I think, by the way, their struggle is our struggle. And if we could one on one internalize the the message of Moshe Rabbeinu sends us, yes, make your hichdud, but you have to have that faith. And that emunah is really, really hard to have that faith to say that when I make my Ishtad Hashem will take care of me. And it might not be the way that I want it to be, but that it will it, it will happen. You don't,
4: you don't want to hear it But you need to
0: hear it. Right. You know, it's like out. It, but and, and and I think that that's part of part of Moshe's message. And the, the, the second generation, they're okay. Like they can they can take it in the way that it's intended. To hear, "Don't be afraid." And they're like, "Yeah, we're not, We're okay. We're not afraid. We understand because, like you said, they grew up and the, they grew up a free, and b they grew up learning that they're going to spend, they are intended to go and conquer, and that they can. Whereas the generation before grew up basically being taught that they can't, and that if any, if you ever have to do anything, Hashem will do it for you. Well, you know, in some and, ways,
1: that's the difference between Israeli Jews and uh, people of the. Because here they, we have the strength of chutzpah, and outside we say, "Well, you know, everybody else is against us, so uh, we have to be careful." Because we live in a non-Jewish world. In Israel, it's not like that. Israelis are, we're going to do it because this is what we've done. It's come down through the generations, I think.
0: 100 percent. Right. The challenge is how do you shift over from one mentality to the other? Right. You know, it's like we are. We are like. I think we're sort of on the line, you know, and, and, and us, us sitting in this group, because on the one hand, we come from that mentality,
4: we've
0: right, we've all erased, <laughs> but then like, you know, but then like, how am I supposed to make this work, and, okay, and you know, like, now we're children will have, the
4: right like, a pilot, pilot trip, trip. and
1: it's right, like go. making a pilot trip where your only choice of an answer from okay. doing the pilot trip is yes. Right. So,
0: there is no no. What? There is no exactly. no.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. so... We're, when we learned Schlacht, we talked about it as like a military mission to determine how we would go. Right. But people don't make pilot trips that way now. They make a decision whether or not we'll go. There was no choice there. There was no choice of going back and saying, no, this
0: doesn't look good for us. <laughs> like, it's not a good idea. Right. The, well, they so thought they had a choice. Which is what they did. What? They, they, did. they did. Right. So that, that was like... Let's go back. It didn't work out. That was the, that was the, failure, of the, <laughs> the failure of the mission. It, it wasn't a mission to go and... Decide
1: yes or no, and you know, where should we should we staying, in the should we go? <laughs> right. But that was the way it was treated.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, so interesting. They
1: did come back and say, "This you not know, us don't look like we're going to be successful. Let's not do this." And yeah, they said it all the time. Right.
0: And 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 again. and but it wasn't so like now, their options? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. it
2: wasn't on the
0: table. It wasn't a choice It's like you know, it's like in in in
2: 48 that like you know. It wasn't a question of, is this a good idea that we have... It, it was like, we have to make a state. We have to run away yeah, here, make it work. The question is just... Can I
0: tell you, I have to share with you. At, at this conference, it was a conference of Amer- American rabbis, and or like, Kutzler's rabbis and Israeli rabbis. And so one of the rabbis from America got up, and he, he didn't get up. He mentioned in passing, one of the huge issues, It's always a fight in America, at least I don't know if it was where you were, is... How what language do we use when we recite the prayer for the state of Israel? Mm-hmm. Right. And especially it focuses on those famous three words, Reshit Smichakulatena. And if you never you ever hear this this big debate? You ever heard no, this, like what? There's a big debate about you know, Raishit Smichakulatena. But oh, right, bless the state of Israel. It's called Reshit, the beginning of Smichat, the flowering of our redemption. And he said I was always uncomfortable and I so they add a lot of people add the words Shetehe. That it should be rashi Who am I? Am I like? Am I so presumptuous as to decide what the redemption is, what it's not? So Rav Drukman was there, and I, and he, Rav Druckman is the Shiva vishivat uh, Yeshivat here. It's Or Or Yon, it's right here, Merkaz Shapira. And Rav Drukman is like, he's really a very, very right? He's very, very highly respected. Rav and Rosh Hashiva, I mean, even the rabbanim that we were with had just they,
1: stood up, they stood
0: up. for him. It was like really, you know, it was a big deal. He like laced into this guy. He's like, I just don't get it. I, you know, here we are. We're like we're building the state. He gave a hold of our Torah that I'm going to blog about. Like we're building this state. Like what do you want? What do you think your ula is like? It's and it's just different in perspective between. You're over there, and you're thinking. Drickman so, needs to go to Baltimore. Is it? He does. <laughs> he's like you're thinking. Is it Geula? Is it not Geula? Hey, we're here. Like you know, this is it. This is Geula, and I think that's that, that difference in perspective before the midbar and afterwards. And I think Moshe Rabbeinu was saying like that's maybe exactly what he's saying. He's saying, looking in hindsight, we looked at the wrong. We made the wrong pilot trip. Mm-hmm. Right, the pilot trip wasn't. Shouldn't it? Couldn't have been, or shouldn't have been? Should I do it, or shouldn't I do it? we're doing it so how do I do it how do I do it where are we going to live and maybe that's what Moshe (laughs) Rabinu says he says what what's that
1: I was going to say on that note there's a book out that I think is fairly new called Thinking Aloud of the Rav and one of his Shemashim at the end. Oh, yeah. Did you see that book?
0: I, it's a controversial book. You know it's why it's bit, controversial?
1: That's what I Because the Rav said, um, Eretz Yisrael is where you are and where you give the, Ked, the, the Kedusha
0: to. Well, it's not controversial because of that. I heard about that statement oh, okay. that the Rav was like very powerful about Israel and people right, have trouble right, believing it. Right. But the, really, the, it's really controversial because, let's say, I took a tape recorder and recorded everything you said and then wrote it down in a book when you become famous, you know, you know what I'm saying, I later die on. Died. Right, would the you moment want moment. somebody recording every single word you said and transcribing it and publishing it 15 years after your death? He
1: said he got permission.
0: So he, he said. said.
1: He got permission. People
0: find that hard to believe. Yeah, I would think so. Because Rav Saloveitchik particularly was extremely meticulous about it. They, they found, after he died, like articles and articles that he had written that he didn't publish because they weren't perfect. He was known to be extremely meticulous about the things that he published. Right. He did, he and he didn't. Away. He didn't even want the family didn't even let his like tapes of his shiurim. There are thousands of, of recordings of the shiurim that he gave out there that are not available because he did not like he said, "My learning is a process. And I don't want somebody to say I said something when in fact, you know, like I changed my mind later on." So to have to believe that Rabbi Soloveitchik, who you know, who didn't publish half the things that are now published <laughs> in his name, would then want somebody to tape record. His, converse, his casual conversations and then publish them as his ideas are, they're just a little right, right. hard to no, say I, I found it very difficult anyway, to comprehend. but I digress okay uh, so, so Moshe I think like to say Shlach Lecha Hashem said Shlach Lecha maybe you want to say that Hashem said yes send the pilot trip right and and this is what they said that's the pilot trip that Moshe Ruin wanted and he said, and I thought it was a good idea. And I sent it twelve people. Okay, let's skip a little bit. Okay, what happens? avitem But what pilot trip did, did you send? Or what pilot trip did it turn out to be? Was it a, it was a yes or no question, not where are we going? Okay, so but we're still stuck with the original. Who decided? Who who initiates the trip? Who wants it to happen? Does Hashem want it to happen, or do B'nai Israel want it to happen? In Bamidbar it says that Hashem said He wanted it to happen. Hashem sent them, and I think that what you have to say is Hashem thought that the, the, the mission was a good mission. It was a good idea. The problem is,
3: we're
0: human. right? You know, and and so, and Moshe's response was, "I should have stopped it. I took responsi." He's taking responsibility. I I thought it was a good idea, also. And Hashem This is going to sound a little strange Cannot be expected To anticipate the shortcomings of human beings Because he's divine he's oh, those, It's a famous joke oh, right? It's a famous like, you know, <laughs> thing that, that kids like to say to rabbis To stoch to okay. right?
1: right?
0: Right. Ah, them You know it, right? What?
1: What? Can God create a rock that's too heavy to pick
0: up? Right, Can God, can Hashem create a rock that's too heavy for him to lift? So then you're, like, you're hoping you'll get in this conversation With the rabbi that he won't teach you the Gemara that day Right? Because <laughs> right, you'll say what? If you say yes Then it means Hashem is not all powerful Because he can't lift the rock But then if you say no That means he's not all powerful Because he can't create the rock What's the real answer to the question? It's not a limitation on God To say that he can't limit himself Because God is unlimited The question itself is, is unfair or unreasonable Right? so Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is unlimited so it's not a limitation to say that a Baruch Hu, in His unlimitedness is, is is human is not human Hashem creates us and He expects great things out of us doesn't mean we always how
4: can you say that if Hashem knows at the same time what
0: uh, He already said uh, you know what I'm saying Hashem creates us and has expectations of us right? you know what I'm saying He expects us to do great things We don't we don't always live up to up to the the expectations but that's if the expectations weren't there then what we wouldn't have what to strive for you know what I'm saying so Hashem it was a good idea but Moshe perhaps is saying yeah from God's perspective it was a great idea but but my job was to be the other side and to see the human being's perspective and to ask I, myself when I send these people what's going to happen and so who failed then? Moshe, Moshe I failed it was that's my failure being
1: human and not perfect
0: that's why you need a Moshe Rabbeinu otherwise why would you need a Right? Okay. Right. the job of the Shofet and the shoteir. remember I think maybe that's why the relevance of the shoftim is important there because the job of the Shofet wasn't just to judge them when they come what's the job of the Shofet really? lead so what is leading? anticipating your, the needs of your people but also making sure that they're, they're, they're headed in the right direction telling them which way to go and so if I'm in charge of this whole hierarchy up to the, you know, down, all the way down to you know, per ten people somehow we failed. Somehow I didn't anticipate this. I didn't see our own shortcomings and maybe that's what went wrong. And, yeah. You have something
1: to No, I just don't see that, you know I just think that we have to accept the fact that we're human. We don't have to accept high, the fact that we're that human? We have to accept the fact that even the highest of us make mistakes because we're not divine. Okay. Which is what Moshe Rabin was saying about himself. Okay, yeah, he could say that if he wants to, but we could also be more understanding in some level and say, okay, you know, like you
0: you blew it, but um, maybe next time you won't. See, but it's so interesting. Moshe Rabin's Musr, what's the advantage of saying that I blew it? They could say, no, no, it's all right, Moshe. Meaning now, what's his whole goal of this speech, remember?
3: Don't Don't
0: be afraid. Right. So what are they going to ask themselves? So don't be afraid to make a mistake. Well, I think what he's saying is, how do we know it's not going to happen again? You know, how do we know we're not going to fail again? Mm-hmm. And what Moshe is saying is, I made a mistake. It's not its not your fault. It's my fault. And understand, now we're going to move forward.
1: He's not going to be there.
0: That's exactly his point.
1: But so if he's not going to be there and they make the mistake without
0: him... They have somebody else who won't make that same mistake. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? So it's very interesting. This, this, what? And they did not the second time. Okay? Um, okay? And I said to you at that point, i, I got to wrap it up, right? And I said, don't be afraid. God will fight for you. Everything He did for you in Egypt. Now by the way, is that true? Is that true? Would Hashem fight for them the same way that He fought for them in Mitzrayim? No. No. So why did Moshe say it in that way? Because it, dep- it all depends on your perspective. Right? Does Hashem fight for us? Does Hashem protect us? Yes. Yes. But he's going to do. But he does it in a natural way. So Moshe Rabenu sees things and says, "Well, if if you fight and you're successful and it goes well, then that's Hashem fighting for you." But they say, "No, we have to do it in our way." You know, I am saying? it didn't work for them. So I just want to this skip to one is point. Troubling. It's very troubling. <laughs> right? That's what he said.
2: This is, this
0: is, I mean. That's what he said. That's, that's my That's what I said to you. Okay, and you didn't believe in. You were afraid, etc., 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 etc. Skip to Pasuk Lama Zion. Lama Zion, just for... And we'll wrap it up here. Gam big gam I think it's entirely true. I think it's true too. It's, What's the problem with this passage? Let's translate it. God hit-anap was angry at me, saying... You also will not get into Eretz Yisrael, right? Well, I mean, you, you look think, back in Bar, Why did Moshe not get into not get into the into Eretz Yisrael? No. What did Moshe do? He hit, the he hit the rock.
1: No, I don't agree
2: with that it's at not, all. It doesn't say it so clearly.
0: That's what the no. Torah says. Excuse me. Say no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip the parsha. Chukat. Very, very good. What does it say? It says be right. I'll tell you. Israel. Right. Because you didn't have faith in me. You will not bring them. But I and think by he- miraclem, there's no no. Uh, punishment. There's no punishment. No, except
2: that by the miraclem, it says everybody except for Yoshua and Kalev. And why wouldn't Moshe be included in that?
0: It's not clear. Right. Correct. Seems like Moshe is included. But like you're waiting. And remember, all these things are things that we have to struggle with. So what we have to say is, and coming back to what Yael said, what, what's the problem with Moshe as a leader? Moshe, there's a fatal flaw in Moshe's leadership and it's not his fault. What does Moshe represent? He's human. On, what? Why? Moshe, you say he's human. It's
2: the opposite. He's he wasn't human enough in order to lead them into a place where he needed a Correct. human leader. Correct.
0: Moshe is the yeah. door Hamid Bar. Okay. Moshe represents the combination of, on the one hand, the humanity, but also the divine. Moshe to went up to Sinai. I didn't live for 40 days and 40 nights up there. Oh, I don't know. Nobody knows. Right? So there's this element of, they look at Moshe and say, he's the element of the divine. And, and for Moshe to tell them, okay, now you're going to have to be on your own, that's not the leadership that they, they need. They need Yahushua. They need Yahushua who stood before them, you know, with Amalek, and he went and fought. Right. You know, and and, and, I, and you see this transition and I think that this is a, a good a good how should you say a good message for us for us here because on the one hand you know to get here requires a lot of faith it requires that what? to stay, stay. Right, <laughs> yeah, but, but you know and, and <laughs> it's good it's all good that is good right but then you need that you, you need to sort of you know put on your boots and say okay what do i need to do in order to in order to make it work and one sees that you know just the interesting perspectives of those two different rabbis that the, that the communities in outside of eretz israel see it as this sort of like you know surreal supernatural existence like how many people have said to you i don't know how you make it right do you understand? Did they say that to you? <laughs> you
1: said that to our
0: husbands. <laughs> You know what I'm saying?
1: You're so brave.
0: Right, right. Do Israelis, do you think Israelis say that to each other? I don't know how we make it. They never say that.
4: They do say
0: it's very hard. They, do, but they don't. They say it's very hard. But they never say it in those terms, in the way, like, I don't know how we do it. Zem HaShayit. But Do you notice that difference in perspective? The
4: people who Jews just
2: Israel like this bubble man. It's like this... Candyland, like we're all walking around feeling like Kadusha every minute. I'm like, and mm-hmm. I remember I was once there and they're like, Wow, you live in Israel and feel the Kadusha all the time. I'm like, Actually, it's hot and thank God we have air conditioning. <laughs> 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 that's what I feel all the time. Like, nothing, am I don't feel great right. being here, but today's also, they need to hear that. I have a house and we wash and we clean it and we do laundry and I cook for Shabbos just like you do, you know, like. Right. And that's, right. Why, that's right. what that's what is supposed to like I think like that whole seminary experience is a little too bubbly. They just see like these very, you know, they live in her nope, and they see like people who are very kadosh, and that's great. But they don't like they don't spend see that. a month. Yeah, but for
4: sure. some of us, that's here. what brought us here. That sure. memory. And that that memory. But is that, that. that real life? I have Could these hybrid stories. Does that help? Jewish does the memory help? Forget me here yeah. yet? But yeah. now that you see it, you
0: like get, it, get here. We're like, yeah. whoa! What happened to my yeah. uh, to Eretz Israel? That's always there.
2: I don't know okay, I, had, I had these cousins at And she said to me She said Mimi, It's the first time I lived here I came with four kids And I rented an apartment For two and a half yeah. weeks And I had to do laundry And I had to go to the Makale mm-hmm. And I saw What it was like To live here And I'm not
0: right. saying Right
2: You know it was like, She didn't get an
0: electricity hotel, bill That's for sure
2: well,
0: yes. in a hotel. Everything okay. is yeah, It's different mm-hmm. than being in a hotel So that's what it's, I think that's what most mm-hmm. so is saying Go inherit it like Yerusha, go take it, and then once you take it, you have to you have to accept it. You have to you have to, you have to live in it. So when so way, so, yeah.
1: On the one hand, it's not really fair uh-huh. to punish Moshe, for one little... Um, who says life is fair. Who says
0: life? But I'm saying this is the, this is reality. Okay, I want to conclude by saying that on the one hand, I feel like we we've sort of read the psukim we haven't resolved the main issue and, and I think that that's okay meaning like the questions here are stronger than the answers how do you resolve Bamidbar and Dvarim like the answers are there you know well, Rashi's answer and Rabbi Noon's answer but uh, they're not really you know you don't come away with saying oh that really explains the contradiction kind of or the difference in the Pesukim they're really uh, now I feel 100% Mushlam I'm, I'm like good with the answer but on the other hand another part of me says that's okay you understand what I'm saying it's maybe, that. need to come back for everything well, it's something' we've come back for for sure. but that that difference and that leap oh, you. there you go that, <laughs> the, the difference in perspective or the, the, the leap that it takes to get from the midbar to the Aretz right, isn't always so clean. you know and it's not always so easy and to, and and the looking back and saying that I looked at things differently and I had that different perspective you know on the one hand you have this dreamy perspective and now when you come back and you look at it and say well, Maybe it wasn't so accurate it wasn't so clear. And that's also, I think, an important message that the Torah sends us in having these two such different narratives of the story. That very often, looking ahead, the narrative is supposed to be one way. But looking back, you say to yourself, well, that's not really the way I see it now. And it wasn't really, when I look back, it wasn't what I thought that it was. I think that's not such a shortcoming after all, if you look at it from a broader perspective. Right. Okay, we'll stop.